Betrayed. Welcome back to The Betrayed. I'm Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all, especially the reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really means a lot. Yeah, and like always, thank you again for the hashtag BananaCats, the continued engagement, and that continued support. Thank you, guys. And if you have a story and you want it to be told, be sure to check our links in the description and message us. We'll get back to you. And if you want to hear our uncensored versions of this episode, if you're not already, go to the links in the description. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, those other platforms that stream us. <laughs> Stitcher, iHeart, all those. Yeah. How are you, Drew? I'm all right, G. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, I go to Texas soon. When this comes out, I should be in Texas. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm in Texas right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably having a blast, but also working. Right. Uh, double whammy. Get yeah. best of both worlds while there. Uh, I'm going to... I want to talk about this. Drew found this. Um, interesting. Crazy headline. It says, an offender, a you-know-what kind of offender, because it's all we talk about, released by L.A. County judge, is charged with abusing, and you know the kind of way that we always talk about how they do it, uh, two boys. He's registered. He was set free by Los Angeles County judge in 2018 because of a 17-year delay in his trial. Has now been charged with abusing two children in Tulare County, record show. George Vasquez, 48, was charged with eight counts of, you know, I don't even have to say it. You guys already know what he did to those boys. It's messed up. But stemming from incidents involving two young boys that spanned the past three years, according to a criminal complaint made public Tuesday, Vasquez was arrested by Porterville police on Sunday. In a statement, Tulare County District Addie Tim Ward said the alleged abuse began in June of 2018, less than six months after Vasquez was released from Kalinga State Hospital by order of a Los Angeles County Superior Court judge. Vasquez has been in either prison or state hospital since 1995 when he pleaded no contest to multiple counts of, you know, you know, you guys know what he did to those boys. Court records show he allegedly lured several children ages 6 to 8 to an alleyway in South L.A. in 1994 with promise of candy. You know, back in the days how that was like probably the... Those are like number stereotypical. Yeah, top five ways that a dog in the van. Yeah. Right. Right. Mess up. Nineteen ninety four too. I I was a year old. I was uh, eight. Thing. Where he performed uh, oral with peace and love to YouTube on three of the boys and forced one to perform it on him court record show he was sentenced to 12 years in prison but in 2000 LA County prosecutors sought to have him committed to a state hospital under California's violent predator act the law which was drafted in response to complaints about supposedly short sentences for offenders allows prosecutors to seek to have defendants committed to treatment for an intermediate amount of time if they have been convicted of a serious or violent offense, suffer from a mental illness, and are highly likely to reoffend, Vasquez never received a trial date. It had been 17 years, five different public defenders rotated on and off his case, each asking to push back the trial so they could adequately prepare for a hearing. 
L.A. County Superior Court Judge James Bianco disqualified the public defender's office from the case in late 2017, and early in the next year he granted a motion to dismiss the case against Vasquez, ruling his constitutional right to a speedy trial had been violated. There was a systemic breakdown of the public defender system, Bianco said at the time. Public defender involved in the case shared Bianco's frustrations. In a 2014 hearing, Deputy Public Defender Terry Schenkem told the court the public defender's office had slashed the number of attorneys working on cases involving violent predators in half in 2016. Deputy Public Defender David Santiago told Bianco he did not think Mr. Vaquez is being treated fairly by my office either, according to a motion to dismiss the charges against Vasquez at the time. Well, so it just seems like he's been dealing with this stuff off and on forever, right? It's just more proof of just how convoluted and just how much bullcrap there is to get these guys prosecuted in California. I just, this is a perfect example of the system working against itself and protecting bad people and letting them out. Right. They even mentioned here that Vasquez had been diagnosed with a learning disability from the age of eight and may have also suffered a neurological injury during birth, according to the 2017 motion to dismiss charges against him in LA County. I feel like even if you have illnesses like that, it doesn't excuse what you've done. I, I don't think so either. Not at all. Man. Six to eight years old. That's messed up. It's just... It, 17 years. Like, what a process. It, like, oh my gosh. That's even worse, too, because now they they have their own prison in California. It's near Fresno, where it, all that is is... And we've talked about this multiple times, where they're all housed mm-hmm. together and probably all learning stuff from each other. Definitely. And just building relationships, long-term relationships. Yep. And like we've always say that there's no fixing this. This guy reoffended within six months of being out. He was already out doing it. Like, it's just, I, I, it's, I know it's inappropriate to laugh, but it's sometimes you just don't even know how else to respond when you read the same story basically over and over <laughs> again. True. And things just haven't changed much since. Things like that still go on today, where it's like such a process. Sometimes things don't get done for years. It happens. It's very unfortunate, especially when there's whole families behind the case really wanting justice. It's very, very sad. Yeah, things don't get done. Yeah, the articles never really make you think about that, how many people are actually affected, the mothers, the fathers, the siblings, the grandparents, all that. Yeah, down and little boy, six to eight years old. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that's a, obviously... There's a lot of family members that are devastated by hearing about this, and, you know, they all just want to see one thing. We all know what that one thing is. Yeah. Cap. I uh, I got one to follow this, and then uh, I think we'll wrap up this episode. This is a 
I hope everyone listening actually clicks on some of the descriptions because you might be able to actually help find a really, really sick person that needs to be off the streets. This came, this was reported back in May on the 25th and I've kept looking for updates and I do not believe that they have found this gentleman. The title reads, woman kidnapped, R word, after she and a friend mistakenly get into the wrong vehicle. Nashville, Tennessee, Metro Nashville police detectives asked for public's help in their efforts to identify a kidnapping and R-word suspect. Police say a man and woman who were both intoxicated mistakenly got into a suspect's pickup truck thinking it was a rideshare. The pair left downtown bar Monday around 2.45 a.m. and got into a black four-door Chevrolet pickup truck. The driver, a man who appeared to be in his 50s with salt and pepper hair wearing a camouflage shirt reportedly took them to a short-term rental on the 9th Avenue on, excuse me, short-term rental on 9th Avenue North. The man got out of the truck and was trying to help the woman out as well when the driver sped off with the woman still in the pickup, according to MMPD press release. The victim told police that the suspect drove her to a field about 30 minutes away, assaulted her before driving back to Nashville, where he dropped her off. The pickup truck had multiple Harley Davidson insignias, a Tennessee American Flag Foundation vanity front license plate, and a storage toolbox in the bed of the truck. It also had a tent strip on the windshield, fender flares, and running boards. The Chevrolet bowtie emblem is is black on both the front and back end of the vehicle. With anyone with information about the suspect or the truck, was asked to call Crime Stoppers at 615-742-7463. Um, we'll leave, I'm going to leave a couple links in the description so you guys can see this guy's truck. It's a pretty new truck. I I really hope they, because that's a, what a crazy, crazy human being you have to be to just pose as like rideshare and uh, I, I, I can't even imagine what any of those people felt like at that time. Especially when you do things like that, you're you're putting a lot of trust and faith into who is in charge, right? Like Uber, a lot of things happen with Uber. We, we've told stories here about it. It's just you're putting a lot of faith and trust into someone. It's, a, it's just like anything else, though, that when someone has control of the wheel or, you know, anything else. But in this case, it's obviously a lot worse and I guess you just never can relax in certain situations right you just never can fully relax you should always stay on guard I feel like there's there's other things too and this is not to blame the victims but people do need to be a little not more, at all not be, at a little, all. be a little bit more vigilant with um, mm-hmm. you know checking to make sure that it's a proper vehicle maybe asking mm-hmm. questions before you get in you know and it, yeah. it's easy to say in hindsight, especially when you got two drunk people at almost three o'clock in the morning. In a hurry to, or yeah, your mind's not all there for sure. But like I said, you're putting a lot of trust, trust and faith into someone who has your address, like all sorts of different things. So yeah, yeah I that's why I, I'm I'm sure maybe you got a friend in your group of friends up north. Um, I'm kind of the guy that picks everybody up from the bar because I don't. Yeah like people taking you know taxis or driving on with weirdos from the bar and stuff like that i'd hope um, everybody has that friend you know and at least 
if you guys don't find someone to step up and be that friend. <laughs> yeah. But not only what we were saying, you know, stay vigilant, things like that. But on the other hand, it's not your fault because a lot of people will seek out jobs that revolve themselves around people. And a very easy, I feel like, service in order to have one-on-one -on -one contact and be able to do anything you want is a driver. He could drive you anywhere. He could drive you in the middle of nowhere. He could act like he's heading on your route, but know that you're drunk and not paying attention and take a wrong turn. You know, you just you just never know. So it's not your fault if something like that happens because there are people out there that seek jobs like that. I would just carry protection in this day and age, whether it be mace or a pocket knife or something that you're able to carry and that you know how to use. And if you can get it a CCW and go to the range and learn how to use your firearm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, a, it's good to experience that. Even if you end up not liking it, I think you should experience it to see if it's something that's for you. And just stay safe. Yeah, like I said, it's easy to say in hindsight, but stay safe. Um those apps really make clear who's picking you up now. And if anything seems weird, don't get in. Just I know that seems so easy, but call another ride share, call a taxi. Um, if it's really bad, call the police. I, if it's that, that serious and that scary of a situation, the worst they're going to do is tell you that there's nothing they can help you with. Better safe than sorry. Uh, trust your gut instincts for sure. I think we're going to end it there. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. Until next time, Banana Cats. Banana Cats. Much love. Peace.